My name is Carlin Borisenko, and you are listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. You can find back episodes of the podcast, as well as links to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms over at activelyunwoke.com slash podcast. And while you're there, I hope you'll consider supporting my work. You can head over to activelyunwoke.com slash support, sign up for a membership on my locals, my Patreon, my Substack, make a one-time gift, whatever works best for you. I really appreciate it. I am 100% funded by you and I can't do it without your support. All right. So it's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks and Listen, I always get in trouble when I call out the political right. I always get in trouble because a lot of you listening, quite frankly, are on the political right. And that makes sense that you would be interested in a podcast about woke culture and fighting back against it because you perceive that woke culture only exists on the political left because a lot of people define woke culture around social justice critical theory, all that stuff. And that's not necessarily wrong. Those things, social justice, critical theory, gender ideology, they are extremely woke. But what I hope you understand if you've been listening to this podcast for a while is that I do not define woke culture like that. I define woke culture as authoritarianism. I have said, and I wrote about this in my book, Actively Unwoke, the ultimate guide for fighting back against the woke insanity in your life, that the battle that we are in is not left versus right. It's not progressive versus conservative. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It is authoritarianism versus libertarianism. And sadly, authoritarianism can exist on the political right in exactly the same way that it can exist on the political left. And so I always get in trouble when I call out the political right from some of my listeners or viewers or readers, whatever medium you might find me on, because they say, no, 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 the left, the left, they're really the bad ones. The left are really the bad ones. And you know what? They're right. That There is a good point to be made there in that the woke left is far more dangerous than the woke right. But the only reason that is, is because the woke left controls everything. They control every major institution in this country. They control government. They control media. They control education. They control Hollywood. They control the church. So the only reason that the left is more dangerous than the right is because they have power. But here is the thing that keeps me up at night. Say we get every woke leftist out of every position of power that they hold in every major institution. Who do we replace them with? Who takes their spot? Who do we put in that seat? Because I'm looking at the landscape on the political right right now, and they are absolutely eating each other Engaging in cancel mob after cancel mob after cancel mob after cancel mob after cancel mob, mob, and they show absolutely no signs of slowing down. And so if you replace the woke left with the woke right, you're not actually making any progress. You're just replacing one authoritarian with another. 
you know, I got my start in the political space because I called out my own side. I was a Democrat for 20 years and I saw council culture happen right in front of me and I didn't like it. And I called them out and I said, no, this is unacceptable. These are not my values. I will not align with you anymore. And now for the last two years, I've been watching this cancel culture on the right getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And and what the right used to do is they would direct it at first. They directed it at their political enemies on the left. OK, I actually have much less of a problem with that, even though I don't like cancel culture. I have much less of an issue with it being directed at the left than I do them creating the little circular firing squad that they've now created. So first they directed it at the left. And then they started directing it at people who didn't pass their moral purity test. So very early on, and this was back in 2021, right after Joe Biden took office, the political right started canceling LGBT people who were on the political right. We're not talking about leftists. We're talking about conservatives who happen to be gay or lesbians or bi or trans. There was a whole phase in the political right where there were discussion after discussion and discussion and show after show after show where they were like, LGBTQ is not allowed in the MAGA movement. Get the F out. That's not an exaggeration. That happened. And then they kicked out all the libertarians. And this was after, you know, a year that I had been touring around the country mingling mostly with people in the MAGA movement where they were saying, oh, yeah, we just believe in freedom and individual liberty. And really, you know, we're more libertarian, but the libertarian party is really woke. So we can't, you know, they're just not going to work. And we're we believe in liberty. This is the Liberty Party. The Republicans are the Liberty Party. Well, guess what happened after Joe Biden took office? There was there were there were weeks at a time where Twitter would be overrun with conservatives are not libertarians. Libertarians need to GTFO out of our party. And now they're turning on each other. For the last month, I've seen conservative influencer after conservative influencer after conservative influencer canceled by people on their own team. And guess who they're canceling? They're not canceling the authoritarians. They're canceling the activists. They're canceling the people who are actually trying to build things, who are actually trying to do things in the world, who are trying to create culture. They're going after them. The last podcast I did was about how Tim Pool got canceled by his own audience. Now, Tim Pool is not a conservative, but he panders to conservatives. He got canceled by his own audience. Now, people are going to say, Tim Pool's a millionaire. He's making all this money. He absolutely did not get canceled. He absolutely did get canceled. He got canceled until he bent the knee and apologized and then did what the woke mob wanted him to do. And because he did what the woke mob wanted him to do, he's been granted a reprieve. But he will be canceled again and again and again and again until he learns that you do not bend the knee to the mob ever. I wonder if anyone on the conservative right is going to be brave enough to call out the bad behavior on their side because they are destroying themselves. And it's sickening. It's sickening to watch this. 
And I think it's sickening for a lot of normal people that just want to to essentially be able to live their lives without interference. I think it's sickening for a lot of like normal conservatives to look at this and go, what the hell are you idiots doing? But they won't say anything. You know, in the last podcast, again, the one about Tim Pool getting canceled by his own audience, we talked about how the most powerful people in any social system are the ones who are expressive, the ones who speak up. And it doesn't matter if you have a big platform. It doesn't matter if you have a big audience. It doesn't matter if you have three followers or a million. If you are not speaking up, then you have no power in the situation. And let me tell you what, influencers absolutely listen when their audience speaks up. The problem is the audiences of these people are telling them that they want to form woke cancel mobs because they are only hearing from the most toxic element of their audience. Influencers follow what people tell them to do because they know that's the only way they're going to make money. And influencers are driven by money. Make no mistake. You guys want to throw out the label of grifter, 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 grifter. They're all, they're all doing it to make money. They don't even hide it. They brag about it. So if you want them to change their behavior, if you want them to stop canceling each other, then you need to tell them that. And if you're not willing to tell them that, then you get what you deserve. Our experience will be the cumulative result of our behaviors. If you do not speak up when a mob of unhinged lunatics on the conservative right is going from person to person to person to person to person to cancel them, cancel them, cancel them, cancel them, cancel them, then you are supporting cancel culture and you're going to get what you deserve. And guess what? When they've canceled everyone, you're not going to have anyone else left to fight for you. Is that what you want? No one to fight for you? Because I know a lot of you guys aren't fighting for yourselves. You're waiting for someone to come and save you. But when the mob is destroying everyone that's trying to do something good in the world, that's trying to build something, that's trying to fight back, and all of a sudden they run into an unhinged witch hunt from their own side, it makes it impossible. My entire last year in 2022 got derailed. And I didn't make nearly as much content or progress or resources as I could have because I was constantly beating off a woke cancel mob. And those people are still after me today. I've just learned how to live with it. I've learned how to get around it. I actually had to private my Twitter just because I'm so sick of dealing with it that I was like, you know what? People can request to follow me on Twitter now, and I will look at their profile, and I will decide if they're an unhinged lunatic. And if they're not an unhinged lunatic, then welcome. But if they are an unhinged lunatic, then they can stay the F away. There are a lot of people who can have a lot of impact on the world, but not if they are being beaten down by their own side for no good reason. I hope someone's hearing this. Oftentimes I think I'm just speaking into the ether, waving a fist at the sky, saying, what the hell is wrong with you people? Do you actually care about any of this? Anyway, I posted an article today 
for my Substack. And you guys know that sometimes I record articles for my Substack as podcasts and sometimes I don't. And I was actually thinking about recording this one. I was like, ah, should I? I don't know. Like there's some images in it. I don't know that it's going to play well for a podcast. I'm going to have to explain what the images are, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But then someone commented on my YouTube channel. They're like, Carlin, would it be entitled of me to uh, ask you to record this as a podcast so I could listen to it? And I was like, well, that's a sign from the universe if if I've ever seen one. So why not? Let's read this article. This is at the top of my Substack. You can access my Substack at Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot Substack dot com. Or you can go to activelyunwoke.com slash Substack. It'll redirect you right there. If you don't feel like learning how to spell my first name yet, I'll get you there someday, I promise. The article is called, Cancel Culture Has Taken Over the Online Political Right. They are destroying themselves. You cannot rely on them to save you. They can't even save themselves. And the header image says, These quote-unquote conservative influencers are woke. And it has pictures of Candace Owens, Matt Walsh, Libby Emmons of the Post-Millennial, Chrissy Mayer, and Blair White. And yes, every single one of them are woke. Every single one of them have engaged in cancel culture. Every single one. Dear conservatives, we need to have an important conversation. You are going to lose because of your influencers. And only you can force them to change. I was a Democrat for over 20 years and never questioned my political tribe until cancel culture took over my knitting community. I watched businesses be destroyed, people turn into shells of their former selves, and one man was admitted to the hospital on suicide watch. I wrote an essay about my experiences that launched me into the public spotlight, going viral with over 4 million views before I was deplatformed by Medium last year for writing that pedophiles shouldn't be kindergarten teachers. Seriously, that really did happen. I've since republished the essay on another substack I run called The Red Pill Diaries. You can find it at redpilldiaries.substack.com. I left the political left because I knew that my values didn't align with theirs any longer. As they say, the party left me. But over the past two years, I've watched the political right turn into the monster it claimed to be fighting. I've come to the unequivocal conclusion that the loudest voices in the online political right cannot be trusted any longer because they are no better than the woke left. They are just a different brand of authoritarian. I abhor cancel culture. There is nothing noble about you getting up every day with the goal of destroying another human being. There is nothing commendable about being a part of a mob. There is nothing stunning and brave about a witch hunt. When I watched the political right start engaging in cancel culture after Joe Biden got into office, I thought I was hallucinating. Just months prior, this is the tribe that claimed they were the champions of diversity of thought, free speech, and individual liberties. All of a sudden, they were canceling Chrissy Teigen for something she did years prior. They were spending 14 straight days complaining about Jill Biden using doctor in front of her name. They were telling everyone who was LGBT to get out of their party, telling everyone who was a libertarian to get out of their party, etc., etc., etc. All these things happened 
each frenzy building upon the last until we've now reached a point where they are on the brink of a moral majority part two on the political right. For anyone that grew up during the 80s and the 90s, you remember the satanic panic. The satanic panic is what lost the political right, the culture war, 20 years ago. Get ready, because it's back. And we know it's back, because what was the political right complaining about on Sunday during the Super Bowl? Rihanna wearing a pentagram and her outfit being bright red. And this was somehow proof that this performance at the Super Bowl was satanic and it must be stopped. There was re all over Twitter about this. And it came on the re of them complaining about the Grammys and Sam Smith's satanic performance at the Grammys. And they called it a satanic ritual when in fact it's just a performance. It's performance art. If you don't like it, then don't watch it. I don't know why this is so hard. I somehow made it through the last couple weeks without watching the Grammys and without watching the Super Bowl. And I promise you that life will go on when you don't watch things that you don't want to watch. And not only are influencers on the conservative right enforcing their authoritarian purity test on all of society who doesn't want it, but they're also turning on each other. In the last month, the conservative right has canceled Steven Crowder for telling the truth about the Daily Wire's business practices. They've canceled Maj Ture for saying that Matt Walsh shouldn't call black children animals. By the way, Maj is absolutely correct about that. Matt Walsh was absolutely being racist when he called black children animals, as was Charlie Kirk when he tweeted a video of black kids fighting and did hashtag happy black history month. I'm sorry, guys. I know you don't want to hear that, but that is legitimately racist. And you're turning off all of the voters that you won from the black community in 2020 when you're doing that crap. And I know because I've been in a lot of spaces lately with the black community. And guess what? They don't like the Democrats. They think the Democrats are trash. But then they're watching your influencers tweet racist garbage. And they're like, you think I'm going over there? No. So we watched Maj Ture get canceled for saying that Matt Walsh really shouldn't do that. And now they've canceled Eliza Blue with a nonsense story that they've invented because they were all pissed off that she got attention from Elon Musk when they did not. And yes, for those of you who have missed this lately... I do absolutely believe that Eliza Blue is telling the truth based on the evidence that I've seen. I'm not friends with her. I have spoken to the woman twice in my life. But I believe she's telling the truth. And I've looked at a lot of evidence. And I've talked about this extensively on my channel. I actually did several live streams where I walked through the lack of evidence that the cancel mob against Eliza Blue has. And I was open to being convinced she was a liar. If someone had presented me with real evidence and not things that were twisted out of context or made to be something they weren't, then I would have been open to hearing it. The problem is that that literally never happened. It's just a cancel mob. Nothing more. One by one, the conservative right is canceling people who are trying to help them and build real efforts 
in the real world. And they really seem to target anyone who is having success in the world that they're not. Steven Crowder exposes Conservative Inc. at the Daily Wire for exploiting their creators. Well, he must be full of himself, a liar, a schemer, and a betrayer. All because he wants to build his own platform to compete with the Daily Wire, of course. Maj Ture wants to empower the black community while he's obviously a racist. I have heard complaints about Maj Ture over and over and over and over and over again. And it seems to me that none of the people complaining about Maj Ture have actually listened to Maj Ture and looked at what he's doing. Because that's a real activist right there. You might not agree with all of his opinions, but just because you don't agree with someone's opinions doesn't mean you form a woke mob to cancel them because that man is doing stuff in the real world to empower the black community. What he is building is actually incredible. He is incredibly focused. He knows what action means. He knows how to drive people towards action. That is the type of person that the right should be embracing, but they're not. Because they don't like some of his views, possibly, you know, his hair, possibly how he presents himself, possibly many of them don't even like that he's black. I don't think I'm stretching when I say that. I know that a lot of you don't care about race, and I agree with that. I don't care about race. I'm not suggesting that every conservative is a racist, because I know someone's going to start reading about that. I'm not suggesting that. But there is absolutely a portion of people that does not respond to someone whose, uh, well, skin color is a little darker than theirs are. That's absolutely the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. And then Eliza Blue wants to help victims of human trafficking, and they called her a whore all over the internet. Two Daily Wire content creators that I know of have called Eliza Blue a whore overtly. And in the article on my Substack, I have got a screenshot of Chrissy Mayer posting Valentines with Eliza Blue's image all over them to make fun of her, to mock her, to call her a whore again. Real conservative, guys. Real conservative. Remember when Taylor Lorenz did that Washington Post expose on libs of TikTok specifically to dox the owner of the account to, to silence her? Because this happened. This was big news on the conservative right. It was all over. I have a screenshot here from the New York Post. The headline reads, Taylor Lorenz slammed as hypocrite for doxing libs of TikTok creator. And she did dox libs of TikTok. She did. And it wasn't right. It was not right when she did that. But how is that any different than the online right's favorite quote-unquote journalism outfit, the post-millennial, joining the cancel mob with their editor, not just a reporter, the editor of the post-millennial, publishing a piece yesterday with the specific purpose of getting Eliza Blue canceled from an event that she's going to be at or harassed at the event. I've got a screenshot here from Libby Emmons, who, by the way, I've never been able to stand Libby Emmons. Not from the moment I met her. She had woke energy all over her. And I was just like, no, no, no. This woman is uh, not good news. And every single interaction I've had with this woman has backed up that this woman is not good news. But guess what? She's the editor of the conservative rights favorite fake journalism outlet. And just yesterday, she posted a story that was not news at all. 
controversial activist Eliza Blue set to debate content moderation in Austin at MindsFest. MindsFest is a small little conference that maybe a couple hundred people will go to. These conferences happen every weekend in every city, and they're not news. The only reason that this is making it into the post-millennial written by the editor is the same reason why Taylor Lorenz and the Washington Post covered libs of TikTok because they're trying to form a cancel mob to harass her. An activist moderating a panel at a small event that will have maybe a couple hundred people at it is not news. So why is this being covered as though it is? Because Libby Emmons wants to cancel her. No other reason. And even with my own work, I'm literally ripped apart every day by people who do absolutely nothing. I had a typo in an image of one of my articles yesterday, and I apologize. Everyone knows, everyone that reads me knows, I'm really not the best copy editor in the world. I've always struggled with copy editing. And to be quite frank, between you and I, now my keyboard is doing something where I hit a key and I know I hit a key, but it doesn't type it for some reason. I got to get a new keyboard. But like it did that yesterday when I was making a header image. So there was a typo in the image. I didn't see it because I suck as a copy editor. I posted it. Someone said, Carlin, there's a typo in the header image. I changed it within an hour. Within an hour. Do you know there were people in the anti-woke space claiming to be anti-woke that were reading on Twitter literally all day about a typo in a header image. Now, did they interact with the content of what I said at all? No, because they never do that. They're just forming a woke cancel mob. And in fact, I've got a picture in the uh, in the blog of they photoshopped Jack Murphy's beard on me because I had a typo in a header image. These are people claiming to be anti-woke because of a typo. These people do nothing all day except engage in a cancel mob online. This is what is currently representing the political right and the quote-unquote anti-woke movement. People wonder why more people don't leave the Democratic Party, even though it's objectively insane. But what incentive do they have when the political right is no better? These people look like lunatics to anyone who legitimately cares about speech, the free exchange of ideas, and creating a better world. There is no reason for anyone to leave the political left when the political right is showing their ass every single day for the world to see. How on earth do they believe they are more appealing? Instead of canceling, you need to create something better. It is no coincidence that these people being targeted by the online right because those who have nothing to give to the world often have a great deal of incentive to destroy the people who are capable of making real change. In my book, Actively Unwoke, The Ultimate Guide for Fighting Back Against Woke Insanity in Your Life, which you can get a copy of in hardcover, Kindle, or audio at activelyunwoke.com, I argue there are two types of people in the world, creators and destroyers. Creators are people who give value to the world. They're more likely to take personal responsibility for things they experience in life and appreciate opportunities, tending to do a better job of taking advantage of them when they're presented. Creators believe in themselves 
and what they're able to contribute, which is why they are more likely to create things of value. That's not to say that creators can't have bad days. They can. But generally speaking, they focus their energy on building things up rather than tearing things down. Destroyers are just the opposite. The thing about destroyers is that they don't think much of themselves. The value we give the world reflects how we feel about ourselves. If you don't have high self-worth, why would you believe you have anything to contribute to the world? Instead of seeking validation internally, they look to others to define their value in the world. And when they don't receive what they're seeking, they tend to focus their energy on destroying the work of others rather than creating something of their own. The online political right are destroyers, and that's why they will never win. When you can't, or refuse, to build something and create something of value in the world, it is almost inevitable that you will default to destruction instead. The reason that the conservative influencers are resorting to cancel culture is that they are absolutely incapable and unwilling to create anything positive to counteract what the woke left is doing. The woke left is more dangerous than the woke right, but that's only because they currently have power. If you don't like the way your influencers are behaving, you have to use your voice and tell them. Influencers follow the audience. They listen to you, even if you are just a small account. And if you refuse to speak up or jump into the mob yourself, then don't be surprised when there is no one left to fight for you after you destroy everyone who was. So guys, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight for what you want, the type of world that you want? Are you going to build something of value in the world? Or are you going to join the online mob? Which seems more productive to you? Right now, your conservative influencers desperately want you to join the online mob. Are you going to give them what they want? Or are you going to tell them, no, cut this shit out. You are no better than the left. Stop. We don't want you to cancel our people. We don't want you to cancel people that are fighting for us. If you continue to do this, we will not support you any longer. Tell them what you want with your money. Tell them what you want with your subscriptions. Tell them what you want with your follows. They will listen if you tell them what you want. But if you are unwilling to do that, then don't be surprised when there's no one left to fight for you. And don't say you weren't warned, because I've been warning you that this was coming for two years. And if people had listened two years ago, maybe it wouldn't have gotten to the point that it has, but they didn't listen, and here we are. I really hope something is done. I really hope some people start waking up. I really, really do. Because the left is winning, the left is kicking all of our asses, and part of the reason is that the conservative right cares more about destroying itself than it does the political left. All right, guys, that's all I have for this time. Take care. We'll see you soon.